Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into Four Down Territory. I am Kyle Madsen, the managing editor at Niners Wire, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me, as always, is Doug Farrar, the managing editor of the Touchdown Wire, also part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And Doug, week two in the books. And I feel like week one, I'm always like, I'm not going to overreact. But then week two, I'm like, I'm ready with the takes. Yes. I believe everything. <laughs> I remember Micah Parsons is the best player in the NFL, and it's, you know, week two. By the way, we're doing this right before Monday Night Football. And, of course, last week we did it right before Monday Night Football. Eh, there won't be any big news on Monday Night Football. And then four plays in, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, bye-bye. It so. didn't even dawn on me that we didn't get to talk about that. Yeah, I know. Brutal. Oof. For Aaron Rodgers, not for us. I don't, yeah. We, much we tougher have, on him in the Jets. First world problem, uh, comparatively speaking. Why does nobody ever think about us in these situations? I know, right? Can you I've move the wondered. games, please? NFL, hello. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's get to first down Work here. Us. Help us help you. <laughs> let's get to first down here. Is Justin Fields ever going to figure it out and be a top-tier quarterback? Uh, it's it's a it's a multi-layered answer. This is uh, obviously with the Bears, their quarterback. Um, this is his third season. The 2021 season was a Matt Nagy nightmare, and you know you erase that. Basically, last year was his rookie season, and they did, Luke Getze, the new OC, did some good things. But two games into this season, you have to start to wonder. Through two games this season, he's completed 40 of 66 passes for 427 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and a pass rating of 70.7, which is worse than the 73.2 he had in that nightmare season under Matt Nagy. He hasn't been as much of a threat as a runner as he was last season, and the most disconcerting thing I'm seeing is the 10 sacks he's already taken. He was sacked the most often last season of any quarterback with 55, but his processing speed is really getting in the way. And I think what's going on, Kyle, is that he does not trust his own offense. There is a cottage industry devoted to blaming Getsy for this, and that's at least as much of the problem. The reason Fields hasn't been as much of a threat as a runner is because they're not calling design runs for him, and when they do, it's this really basic, rudimentary stuff. I mean, I don't know if you saw Anthony Richardson's second rushing touchdown against the Texans where they ran two guys on a reverse and then Richardson is going to the Richards is going to the right and like six Texans go the wrong way. And unfortunately, Richardson got a, a concussion on that or was injured on yeah. that touchdown. But, um, you know. The design you watch, was there. You was watch interesting. the design runs the Bears are putting out there and it's just like, it's simple read keeper. Like, this guy, I mean – Fields' main attribute right now is his ability as a runner. Why would you not utilize that? There aren't a lot of easy openings schemed up in the passing game, and when there are, he doesn't trust them. There was one play against the uh, uh, Buccaneers where he had uh, he had two guys open at the second and third levels, and he's just standing there. I'm thinking to myself, you do not trust this offense. It's mm-hmm. not that he doesn't know what he's doing. It's that he doesn't trust it. And it's kind of as if they've decided to bring the Matt Nagy offense back and an anxious America just asked one question. Why? What are we doing here? 
So, I, you know, part of the problem is Fields. I really think the offenses that have been designed for him in his three NFL seasons, this being his third, um, you know, we've seen quarterbacks. I mean, <laughs> you are a Niners guy. You've seen quarterbacks get ruined. Does he get ruined at a certain point? I don't know, but we may be in the general vicinity of that. Yeah, if they keep going down the same track, like if you keep running into the same problem, eventually you're the problem, right? Yeah. And I definitely have more questions about Fields now than I did when he was coming out in the draft. Why? Bear with me here. Mm-hmm. If you're the Bears, why would you not go hire a guy like Greg Roman? And and hear me out. I'm not not that that's going to help Fields as a passer because Greg Roman is abysmal at designing a passing game. But at least the run stuff would be creative. At least yeah. you would have a viable offense where you're lifting the floor of your team, where you're not a total disaster. And then once you get that baseline down, then maybe you move on in the way that we saw the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson. Okay, you've kind of hit your ceiling in the Greg Roman offense, but now you can take that next step with him. And granted, I think I think Lamar was more advanced as a, as a thrower coming out than, than Fields was, but you kind of get the point. If for no other reason, it takes his best attribute at this point and gives it to an offensive coordinator who can accentuate it. You want to weaponize and, that stuff. I mean, I don't yeah. Think- yeah, and maybe it's not Greg Roman specifically, but somebody who's going to do anything to a call a designed run, <laughs> and and b call a creative designed run. It was and actually design something. Don't just you know it, it's got to be more than an. Well, you look at what Shane Steichen did uh, as the Eagles' offensive coordinator with for Jalen Hurts last season, and mm-hmm. that got him the Colts job as the head coach, and now he's doing the same kind of radical design run yeah. kinds. Of- Richardson and it's working. I mean, he needs to stay healthy, but he already has, he has three rushing touchdowns. He's an absolute force out there. So and why would you not? I mean, these things are Luke gets, he doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. These run concepts are out there for quarterbacks. Why are you not availing yourself of all of them when you have the guy who might be the most dangerous running quarterback of all of them? I just don't get it. Well, and you have weapons to make it creative, right? You have Khalil Herbert and you have Roshan Johnson, who I think uh, the rookie from Texas, I think is a good player. You have DJ Moore. Now you can do jet motions and different fun things with a hand. You can do so many things with Justin Fields athleticism. Just use that and stop trying to pigeonhole him into this drop back passer. That's not how he's going to thrive. They're handcuffing him. And I think stunting his growth because of it. I was at the store today and I saw DJ Moore in a milk carton. So there you go. (laughs) No, come on, man. It's bad. (laughs) It's too soon. It's, it's only week two. So bad. It's, only week it's two. so bad. <laughs> All right. So, it's All not right. going to get any better, Kyle. So we can talk week two or week 10. We'll be talking about it in you know two months anyway. It's a great point. Let's put a pin in the Bears coaching staff. I want to get to that a little bit later. Who is I'm your sorry. GOAT of the week for week two of the 2023 season? Well, I'm going to go with Chiefs right tackle Jawan Taylor. He has a four-year $80 million mm-hmm. contract with $60 million guaranteed. We all remember how many alleged false starts Taylor had in the season opener against the Lions. And, oh, my God, offensive line Twitter went nuts over this both ways. Well, apparently the officials were quite a bit more aware of Mr. Taylor's issues against the Jaguars on Sunday. Taylor was penalized five times, but only two of those penalties were false starts. Andy Reid actually took Taylor out of the game for a while in the third quarter of the Jacksonville game after Taylor was uh, busted for holding twice in a three-play sequence. And I watched both of them. It was bad. Uh, He just got be and he took the Chiefs for first and 10 at the Kansas City 23 yard line to second and 25 at the Kansas City eight not always is even Patrick Mahomes gonna have a plan for that so 
Reed said after the game that he took Taylor out because Taylor used to play in Jacksonville and maybe he was a little amped up and all that. <laughs> and I would add that if this is the best the Chiefs are going to get other guy that they gave that contract to, they got a problem. Uh, and it looks like a, you know, with all those false starts, he looked really good against Aiden Hutchinson. But sure. now it's in his head, and you just you kind of wonder how that's going to go. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And Kansas City's offense, even with Travis Kelsey back, did not look uh, did not look awesome. And, and we've who seen in charge we, of that offense now that Eric Bieniemy is in Washington. I don't know. Oh, it's that, uh, is it that, Nagy? Yeah. Oof. Tough. This, tough, this tough is scene. the unfortunate Matt Nagy episode of Fort End Territory. I'd like to apologize to all of our viewers and listeners. <sighs> anyway, Kyle, gonna, who's your third of the week? I'm going to go with Cardinals head coach Jonathan Gannon because every Eagles fan that I know, that I follow on the internet, that I talk to in person, that I read things from, bemoaned Jonathan Gannon's game plan in the Super Bowl and, mm-hmm. and what he did specifically in the second half. Well, Arizona was well on their way to beating the New York Giants, who got housed in week one, forwarded into nothing. The Cardinals are up 20 to nothing on the Giants in to start the second half. They eventually go up 28 to seven. They're cruising. And then the Cardinals defense with their defensive head coach allows Daniel Jones in the fourth quarter to go 11 of 14 for 149 yards and two touchdowns just in the fourth quarter while the while the giants who hadn't been able to score through their first six quarters scored 31 points in the second half to beat the cardinals 31 to 28. jonathan gannon i i on all the stuff from the i forget what the cardinals version of hard knocks is called but he's very awkward and he has become a meme and then he's doing that did you ride the bus here today did you have a fire in your gut and you can already see glazed over eyes Losing a game like this, thirty-one to twenty-eight, is a really good way to to lose your locker room quickly. I thought Arizona in Week One looked better, specifically defensively, than I thought they would. They they hung with Washington in Washington, and then they come out, uh, you know, hair on fire against the Giants, and you think, oh, okay, maybe they're cooking with something, and they erased all of it in thirty minutes of football, and that to me goes directly on the head coach. I had the Cardinals as one of my survivor pool picks last week, and I was feeling pretty smart in that first half. Then I remembered, oh, uh, at the the scouting combine, which was Gannon's first uh, press conference after he got hired by the Cardinals, like it was hijacked by angry Eagles reporters in Indianapolis who were like, why did you do this in the Super Bowl? Why did you do that in the Super Bowl? Just like flipping out. It was so bad. Oh, that's right. I, I totally well, forgot I about sorry that. for him. Like, man, you're trying to move on, and you just can't. Plus, Maybe, he blew my survivor pool numbers, so I'm not happy with him anyway. Yeah, sorry about that, man. I had the Giants yeah. yesterday, and they and they snuck it out for me in the in the survivor yeah. pool. But maybe maybe organizationally, the Cardinals are thrilled with this result. That they looked really good for yeah. a while, and then they caught their L, and the tank continues. Yes, the tank so, continues. That was a that was a pretty epic second half tank. As uh, I honestly, really, really unbelievable. I, I could not believe that that happened. Uh, third down. Who? Speaking of head coaches, who will be the first NFL coach fired this season, and why, Doug? Is it Brandon Staley? <laughs> the Chargers, yes. Early in Staley's career, Kyle, I was okay with putting it down to charging because the Chargers have been charging since the 1970s. Sure. This is a franchise that fired one head coach, Marty Schottenheimer, after a 14-2 and season in 2006. I can assure you that that has never happened before. 
Uh, in Staley's case, I don't know if the Chargers can consistently win with him. I think the bloom is off the rose regarding his allegedly revolutionary fourth down stuff. The analytics people have left the room. I think they're all hanging out with uh, John Harbaugh now. And the fact that he's such a great defensive mind and his defenses have been pretty disastrous, especially against the run. The Chargers fell to 0-2 after losing to a Titans team that could not put a functional offense on the field week one. He's starting to snap at reporters in press conferences. He's making all kinds of weird decisions with personnel. And if this continues, I mean, the next four games they have are into Vikings, Raiders, Cowboys, and Chiefs. There are no easy outs there. When you look at any team and you're quite sure that they're not performing up to their potential based on talent, where else are you supposed to look? And I'll just, I'll leave you with a telling stat, uh, courtesy of Doug Clausen of CBS Sports. Thank you, Doug. Follow Shout Doug. out, Doug's. Shout out, Doug's. Chargers the 33rd team in the Super Bowl era since 1966 with 50 plus points and zero turnover through two games. They are the only team to start 0 2. You can't make that stuff up. So, oh my God. I like Brandon Staley as a defensive coordinator. Maybe that's what he's supposed to be. I don't know. The fact that the Chargers defense has been a disaster for, oh, his entire tenure. Yeah. You can't have that if you're going to have a defensive head coach. If you're going to hire a defensive head coach, the you cannot have a bad defense, particularly when you have an offense that should be as as explosive as, as this one should be with Justin Herbert under center. I, I, would, I would be shocked if the Chargers lose next week and Brandon Staley makes it to week four. Well, I'll but, say, I mean, it's the first, like, when they got J.C. Jackson from the Patriots, who was like a dead red press man corner and was putting up opponent pass ratings like 40 every year. He was just awesome. So they gave yeah. him this huge deal, brought him in. Before he got hurt, he was getting nuked because they had him playing zones. So like, yeah. They had him doing all the things he doesn't do well. Like, well, okay, you're, you know a lot more about football than I do, coach, but why aren't you wrapping your brain around this? Yeah, Brandon Staley not being a, a good head coach is a is a tough scene for the for the nerds. For Sorry, sure. Of which yeah. I am one. Sorry, nerds. It's, yeah, no, totally. Same though. Uh, the the one I, I do wanna wanna say here, don't sleep on Matt Eberflus. Mm-hmm. If the Bears can't get anything going in week three or four and their offense continues to to look uh, as as abysmal as it does, I wouldn't be surprised if they try and move on there. That's another defensive coach whose defense uh, should be blocked in a shed. And... <laughs> right. They said, what were Unplug they doing? It, blow on the cartridge and see if you can, you know, plug it back in. I still don't know what they were doing this offseason or, or what they've really been doing. They give up a second round pick for, and maybe this is a Ryan Poles issue, but they give up a second round pick for Chase Claypool. And mm-hmm. then they spend all that money on two off ball linebackers this offseason. It was just a weird, just a weird offseason for the Bears. It and... makes sense only because Eberflus likes to build his pressure from the inside out. That's why in, when he was a Colts DC, that's why he had to force yeah. Buckner, you know, inside. But, yeah. So it makes sense for him, probably not for anyone else. Yeah, it's just not it's not working. So it wouldn't shock me if Matt Eberflus was was soon to be canned as well. Well he's gonna go down that offense, man. Whoa, he's gonna go down with the ship pretty quickly. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, head coaches who will not be getting fired. How about Bill Belichick? He uh, cool. he's he's been at the forefront of a lot of schematic revolutions in the NFL over the last uh, twenty plus years. But against the Dolphins on Sunday night, he had defensive back Brand, uh, Brendan Schooler rushing off the edge on two different Jason Sanders field goal attempts with motion and something that we've never really kind of seen on a on a field goal block before. I so mean, cool. I, and I because you know you just to butt in. Mm-hmm. You, you see these things and it's like recency bias. 
oh, this has never happened before. And then somebody like pops in something from 1986 where the like Houston Oilers did it. Sure. Oh, somebody, I, I mean, I've, I've seen punters and kickers and like special teams coaches saying I've never seen this before either. So that's Mm. how new it is. Wow. So Schooler with, with this change got to one of Sanders kicks to block it. He caused another miss late in the game and and nearly blocked it. Do you think we're going to see a significant change in the way teams go about trying to block field goals now because of Bill Belichick? Absolutely. And immediately, I, I would say you're going to see 10 of these kind of motion. It's almost, it's like uh, kicker hurries. The mm. PFF are going to have to start, start turning kicker, kicker pressures. Hurries. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> um, we are coming off with motion and, you know, so that'll happen because there are different ways you can set this up and it, having that motion off the edge will sport for special team co- coaches to put extra blockers to the sides, kind of those wing guys. And just as is the case, when you send a blitz, blitz or a stunt that allows more potential gaps up the middle. Well, up the middle has always been tough for blockers of kicks. So anything that makes that easier and kind of mm. spreads it out will certainly be stolen. Now Belichick and his staff obviously scheme this up. They practiced it. Well, how many times have we seen Belichick innovate something and other coaches barf all over themselves trying to copy it without the same attention to detail? Um, and by the way, the holder uh, had played for the Patriots the last four years. So Belichick had all the tells and all the indicators. So he mm. knew he was saving it. He probably came up with this like two years ago and said, all right, guys, I'm going to blow your head off with this. Um what happened on Sunday night will change the ways in which field goals are both blocked and blocked for. And I have to tip my hat to Belichick and his staff for finding another creative way to gain an advantage. Schooler said after the game, I never would have thought of that. But, man, when our coaches came up with it, I kept looking at it going, oh, my God, there's no way this can't work. And it's it's just it's always cool to see someone come up with something new, like totally new in football. And more often than not, Belichick's somehow involved. Is Bill Belichick just quietly the best special teams coach of all time? Well, boy, you ask him about special teams and press conferences, and you better bring a lunch because he'll right. talk. He's, right, he's yeah. all about it. He's all he, about it. He understands the advantages that can be gained there. And it's funny because you have Kyle Shanahan, who's the exact opposite. Kyle Shanahan is extremely conservative with special teams because he just doesn't want to lose the game in that facet, whereas Bill Belichick actively looks to try and win the game in that facet. Yes. It's a really, really interesting shift in philosophy, and I definitely think that you're going to start seeing teams emulate anything that they can possibly do uh, that the, the Bill Belichick has success with. And why not? He's the, the greatest coach of all time. So How did I know you can... stick Jake Moody rant in there? D- because Jake Moody's been cash money, coach. Oh, okay. Six for six, baby. Nice. Drilled a 57-yarder yesterday. Maybe he Watch watched out, territory and said, man, Kyle's mad at me. I better do better. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to bring up that he launched a kick out of bounds that legitimately, Doug, I'm, I'm not joking with you. It went out of bounds at like the 36. Oh. It didn't just sneak out of bounds in front of the pylon. No, no, no. He hooked it way out of bounds. Like <laughs> so, a kickoff? On a kickoff. Oh, dear. Yeah. So he dropped it. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, ups and downs, ups and downs. But he's making his field goals. He's making his, making his extra points. Is he Justin Tucker? I'm not quite ready to say that. But he's done what they needed him to do so far. Uh, the, the larger point being, I think we're going to see field goals looking different from now on. And I, I would have special teams coaches all over the league are like, okay, how do we do this? And on the other side, how do we block this? So yeah. you will see maybe even starting Thursday night, it, you know, I mean, we're doing this right before Monday night football. I wouldn't be surprised to see it tonight in the two games. Yeah. Like, you know, 
and that's where, of course, Belichick does something and like draws it up perfectly and reps it 40 times. Other coaches go, Oh, I can do that. And it turns into a disaster. Yeah. yeah rep, rep it twice and yep. practice. Ah, what the heck? Let's throw it out there and see what happens. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for four down territory this week. Uh, for Doug Farrar, I'm Kyle Madsen. See you guys next week when we break down week three action for you. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. Bye. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.